Praise the Lord and good day to you wherever you might be. I'm Pastor Curtis Hutchinson here at Crossway Church in Queen City, Texas with our Monday morning and Thursday morning Hebrews Bible study. I hope you'd get your Bibles and follow along with us every Monday and Thursday morning at 8.30 a.m. Central Time. We're so privileged, honored, and blessed to be here sharing the wonderful truths of God's Word. We, we, uh, we, we just can't seem to get enough around here. And today we're going to begin a brand new session, session number one in Hebrews chapter 6. And it's really going to be enlightening for those who have ears to hear what the Spirit of God is saying to the church today. And uh, again, I'm, I'm just thrilled to be able to share the Word of God today with such a lively hope that once I was without before I knew the avenue of victory, the, the one exclusive avenue and approach to God, which is faith in the blood, not just to be born again, but to live this life and just to find everything else being pushed aside and, and pushed away as all the other objects of faith through the years we tried, we looked. You know, it, it's so miserable as a Christian to... to be searching for that avenue through which God is going to pour His power out through. All Christians will admit it was the blood of Jesus, His work there at Calvary that saved them. There's no doubt about that if they're truly born again. But the problem is we begin to look for where God will pour His power out. And of course we want it to be in our congregation on on, on, on our properties. and that, 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 I mean, we all should want that. But the, the sadness is that we, 99% of the church doesn't understand that it's the same avenue through which we came in the door that God pours out the power of all that He will do and say in and among His people. And that is simple childlike faith in the sacrifice of His Son. We don't go on to bigger and, and, and greater things, although we do, we never leave the one object of faith and, and exchange it for another. For when we do, then we go on further, okay, but down the wrong road, removing ourselves from the one that called us. So we fall from grace, and now it's only make-believe and pretend and deceit whether we realize it or not it is, according to the Word of God, if we leave the cross of Christ as the object of our faith to go on to further things. And, and we've learned some powerful things in, in the book of Hebrews. We, we take it verse by verse. And yesterday, Chris jo uh, Thomas and Chris Jones sat with me for a couple of sessions concerning the milk and the meat of God's Word. Please go and check that out. It's on the YouTube channel, Curtis Hutchinson 316, and the website, thecrosswaychurch.com. And uh, we, we just were so blessed to be able to discuss these things scripturally. And we'll be doing that uh, as we go through the book of Hebrews, which is a letter to the church as a wake-up call to pay attention, to give the more earnest heed to the things you've heard, to not be found neglecting this great salvation and, and to run this race and, 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 and to hold fast that that confidence and that rejoicing of hope firm until the end so that you can cross that finish line and be found 
the house of the Lord that he dwells in by his spirit for all eternity. You don't want to be duped and seduced by all the, the many false teachers today. And let me say this before we dig into the word of God. Uh, the anointing is the truth. First John tells us that. The anointing is the truth. And the anointing for all the born-again children of God dwells within our hearts. The truth of Christ is now dwelling in us. And this is why we don't need men to come along and try to teach us and change what God's Word says or means. This is what the Bible there means when it says we, we don't have any need that men teach us because we have the anointing. Everybody that's born again has the anointing. The, Satan has come in. He's come in. Oh my goodness, Satan. His greatest dwelling place is in the walls of churches. He's come in and tried to make us think the anointing was this guy, that guy. The anointing was this uh, phys physical something taken. The anointing, the Bible says, for those who have ears to hear what the Spirit says, and he only declares the truth of God's Word. The anointing is the truth. And if he's doing the teaching, he will teach you truth with truth. He will confirm Scripture with Scripture. He will bring other witnesses, two or three other or more witnesses of the Scripture to shine the light on the Scripture of truth He's trying to guide you into. Hallelujah. And it, you get outside of that, it's not, it's not the Lord guiding you. And we need, to, we need to pay attention to who we're sitting under, who we're listening to today in this, uh, this great age of deception. When I use the phrase 99.9% of the church is going the wrong direction, I mean that with all my heart. I don't say it to be mean. I don't say it to be ugly. I don't say it in hope that everyone would just shut down and come to Queen City and try to pile up in our church. I say it for the people of God to be able to be jarred a little bit by the Spirit of God to take note. If I heard some preacher telling me that 99.9% .9 of the church was off track and that preacher was speaking what is written and pointing to the cross of Christ, I think I would uh, give a little bit of uh, attention to that. At least I'd check it out. I'd, I'd go and see what's being said. I would listen. I would, I would make sure that wherever I'm at, whoever I'm listening to is opening God's Word and pointing me to the cross of Christ. For if they're not, it's only the bread of deceit on the table. That's all it is. We can use Scripture in the context of deceit. Remember Proverbs 12 and 17, He that speaks truth shows forth righteousness, but a false witness deceit. I want you to understand that. The one who speaks the truth is the Holy Spirit. And when he, when he is speaking the truth through ministers, the righteousness of Christ is being revealed. You get that? And Romans 1, 16 and 17 says it's the gospel where we find the righteousness of God revealed in the gospel. That right there alone should let you know how many ministers are not of God. They're not of God. The devil uses the Bible. Do you know that when the Antichrist comes... He is not just the anti-Christ as against Christ, but he is the anti-type 
Even the Antichrist will take a head wound and die and be raised on the third day, the Bible says, because he's going to be a type, a false type, but a type, a, a liar, but a type, a false type, an anti-type of Christ. This is how he'll deceive the nation of Israel. He, they, they, then they will, they will follow him and, 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 and equate Scripture to him that they wouldn't do Jesus. So you better be careful who you're following today because I'll, I'll tell you today, most of what's in the pulpits and almost all the churches in the world today is the bread of deceit. Deceit means it looks right, tastes right, feels right, but it's not right. Deceit is like thinking I need to tell a lie so I can get through this or I need to go steal this. So uh, It's the only way I can make it through this is if I steal this. And God will never lead you to tell a lie. He'll never lead you to steal anything. You get that? But, but, but we can look at it like it's the only thing that'll help me. That's deceit. And when a minister, even though he's deceived, puts deceitful bread on the table and we just eat it up and the church is so deceived today, we'll leave the church and say, that's the best message I've ever heard. And it's the worst message God has ever heard and it wasn't even from him. He wasn't offering anything through it. We need to remember that the Lord speaks the truth, and the truth is Jesus and what He did at Calvary. Hallelujah. Hebrews chapter 6 today, verse 1 says, Therefore, when we see that word, we must always look back there to see what for He's about to speak. And as you know, I'm not going to go back into that. We had four or five sessions on the last three or four verses of Hebrews chapter 5, which is crucial, so important. That's what our two broadcasts were about yesterday after the uh, lunch yesterday. Me and my two brothers, Chris Thomas and Chris Jones, about the Word of God as milk and the Word of God as meat and the difference and the, and the necessity and the importance of knowing that. Uh, you can't talk about the, the level of importance to the degree we need to really know that. And, and, and uh, it is so crucial uh, that you understand that. And again, those two videos, there's part one, part two, can be found on the YouTube channel, uh, The Milk and the Meat of God's Word. Go check it out. We're not going back there. But, but here in chapter 6, we roll into this, this, this portion that says, Leaving the principles, which means the elementary things, the first things, the things we should have been taught in the new believers class, the, the new converts class, the, 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 the initial things as, as uh, we become Christians, babes in Christ, these first things and the list of these things that we're to leave not forget about, but just go on from. We, we don't forget anything. As a matter of fact, we, when, we, when we leave anything, they, it really all that stays with us. We just go on. We don't stay in that. We go on with that. And I, I don't know how to better say that. When the Bible here says leaving those things, it's not like we just leave them, we forget about them. It's like we go on with them 
in our hearts. The, the principles, the, the first things of the doctrine, listen to this, the teaching of Christ. That means these things that are about to be listed have been now as a new convert, a babe in Christ. These things we're about to mention here in verses 1 and 2 are really the things we learned how they relate to Christ. Things written under the Old Testament now how they relate to Christ. Do you understand that? Because Jesus said the Scriptures are about Him. The volume of the book, He declared, is about Him. In Psalms 40 verse 7, Hebrews 10 verse 7, and Jesus said in the book of John that you, 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 you know, search the Scriptures for in them you say you have life, but they are they which testify of Me. Jesus is the living Word. Hallelujah. We need to always remember that. If the, if the result of what we've left a Bible study with or a worship service with, the preaching and teaching of the Word of God with, is not a greater illumination of Jesus, then we really have wasted our time. To disagree with that statement means you're trapped in a place and you're addicted to the bread of deceit. You don't think you need a greater picture of Christ. You, you think you, you're after something else. And my friend, let me assure you, you're either after more of Christ to know Him more or you're after things in this world. Positions in ministry. Uh, all sorts of things we can be after with a spiritual tone to it. But are we after Christ? At the end of the day, have we learned more? Have we been led into more truth that has revealed more of our Savior to us and more of His will for our own personal lives and corporately for our local churches? Have we, are we learning Christ? If we're not learning Christ, then we're learning, but we're not coming to the knowledge of truth. At the end of the day, at the end of the day, what we've learned, how does it relate to Christ? But you can't stop there. How does it relate to Christ and what effect... This is, this is what we need to say today. I feel the Lord right now. How does, it to, how does it relate to Christ and what effect is it having on me today? That's a powerful question, a powerful statement. How, because a lot of churches, uh, ministers can relate the Old Testament stories to Christ, but how, H-O-W in all caps, how is that applied to my life? What effect is Christ? What profit is Am I experiencing of that today? Remember what Paul told the church in Galatia, you've removed yourself from Him that called you into this grace. You, you've fallen from grace. You're, you're functioning in a place now where Christ cannot profit you. He, he cannot affect you. The church doesn't hear things like this. They just hear the sweet lullabies from daycare center preachers who just trying to uh, keep control over their congregations, keep everybody happy. We need to be telling people the truth. We need to be telling people that if they, it, it, it takes more than seeing how the scriptures relate to Christ. It's got to go a step further than that. How? H-O-W 
all capital letters with exclamation marks. How does the stories in the Bible apply to Jesus? Hallelujah when I see it. But how do they affect me? How do they profit me? Is that what you're getting where you are attending local church service? Is that what you're getting? Or are you still sitting listening to the same principal things over for 40 years, the same principles of the first teachings of Christ? The young, that was powerful enough just to quit right there. How is Christ affecting me at the end of the day? I'm not talking about, what, oh, what you say and oh... How has Christ affected you? What fruit has been brought forth by the Holy Spirit? The fruit of Christ, the fruit of the Spirit. It's an impossible thing to experience without faith in the cross. And people have been saved 50 years and they're still seeking their gift. They're still seeking their gift instead of seeking Christ. Because we've been duped by the bread of deceit to think we should be seeking after things instead of seeking after Christ. It's, it's diligently seeking God that we find the reward of Calvary. Come on, somebody. <laughs> we can just stop now. Praise and worship right here. It's in diligently seeking God. It's in following after Christ and trying to learn of Him and, 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 and to know Him more diligently that the reward is found. We don't have to go seeking our gift. That's a distraction. The gift will be made known to you in your following after learning Christ, the truth. Outside of that, the focus on learning my gift and having... That's not a diligent seeking God. It's not diligently seeking God for 25 things. It's diligently seeking Him. Seeking Him for who He is and, and what He's done and how all that He's done can relate to you today in fruit-bearing. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Watch now. We're told to leave because of we've been called as babes on the milk, told we ought to already be teachers by now. We're, we haven't been experiencing... We haven't been being trained in a, in, a, in a growing transitional phase from the milk to the meat. We, we, we've not made it to the place as babes on the milk where we can discern good from evil. A lot of Christians can only discern good and evil at the same level the world can. But there is a deeper, there is a deeper spiritual discernment that we don't have just because we've been saved 50 years, just because we've been filled with the Holy Ghost does not mean we have this spiritual discernment that it requires the meat of God's Word to walk on, to, to, to live by. You don't have that on, on the milk. You, you don't have that on the milk. On the milk, we still have pretty much the same basic, uh, 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 maybe a t a, just a little bit higher of discernment than the world does that knows murder and, 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 and adultery is wrong. That's why they try to hide it when they do it. But when we transition from the milk to the meat, 
we begin to see there is a greater discernment. And we recognize when what's being put on the table from the pulpit is not the truth. It is not the anointing. We, for, for years the church has been duped by people who shake and lay down and, and wallow on the floor and, 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 and roll their eyes up in their head and declare all kind of things and, and make all kind of statements. And, we, and we've been seduced calling that the anointing. Many will get mad today because they are so seduced and so addicted to the bread of deceit they no longer have a taste for the bread of life. I want you to know that. That's why there's a great disappointment among those who are clinging to that nail-scarred hand, those who are again today reckoning themselves to be dead indeed unto the sin nature and alive unto God through Christ Jesus, those who are looking to Calvary, the place their eyes remain open, the place we remove and transition away from the milk, from these principles of the first teachings of Christ relating to these things that are mentioned here. How many churches just, they're just all hung up on these things we're going to read here in verses 1 and 2 of Hebrews 6. They never move past their little uh, creeds, their little doctrinal. They never go on unto perfection. Let us go on unto perfection. And that word, let me, let's tap into this right here for us. It means maturity, which is exactly what the end of what we call chapter 5 is about, going on from the milk to the meat in maturity. But that happens only when we learn to begin to be led by the Spirit, to walk after the Spirit. Nobody's walking after the Spirit who doesn't have their faith anchored in Calvary. Nobody. It's another Spirit. If we think we're following after the Holy Spirit and our faith is not in the cross, it's not the Spirit of God we're following after at all. And that's another if you disagree with that, you don't know the Bible. And it's because the church is so addicted to the bread of deceit, they know, most of them no longer have a taste for truth, the bread of life, the truth. If you don't have a love of the truth, the delusion of this world will take your heart and you will cling to Scripture all your life and ever be learning but not able to come to the knowledge of the truth. It's so sad. It's so heartbreaking. And, and people get so angry at us just like they did the Apostle Paul. Jesus told the Pharisees, listen to this. And this is, answers the question of why... Why can't my family, why can't my co-workers, why can't my friends see this truth? Why can't they get this? Jesus said, you don't, you're not accepting me. You're not believing the words I tell you because you don't want the truth. He says, you don't believe me because I tell you the truth. Now, I want you to get that. Jesus said, you, you, you won't believe in me. You don't believe what I'm telling you because I'm telling you the truth. They didn't have a heart for truth. They didn't have a love of truth. They, they didn't have a taste for truth. Only those who have a love of the truth 
will not be carried away through the lust of their own flesh using scriptures their whole way of departure. I want you to understand that. Only those who have a love of the truth and know what that truth is. Truth reveals righteousness. And righteousness only flows from Jesus' work at Calvary. No other place. No other place. The righteousness of God that you were made was in Christ through your faith in the blood. The robe He robed you in was at the born-again experience. Any fruit that He is able to bring forth in and through our lives will be the fruit of righteousness. The fruit of faith, the fruit of the Holy Spirit is always the fruits of righteousness because it's the fruit of our faith in the gospel where in the only place that righteousness is revealed, the truth of the gospel. We get away from the gospel, we get away from Following after the Holy Spirit, we get away from the place where Christ can affect us and profit us, Galatians chapter 5. And see, the seductive bread of deceit, and it came out in the broadcast after lunch yesterday, that most in the church today think that those of us who just focus on the cross, we're still stuck at the cross. They call us the babes on the milk. <laughs> all I can say is, when people tell me you're still stuck at the cross, all I can say is, would you say that one more time? I I'm edified when you declare that about me because I'm stuck there. I'm not hanging on a cross and neither is Christ, but it is the only object of faith. He's given all of humanity, the lost race of Adam and the saved new race in Christ Jesus. The, the object of faith doesn't change when we get saved. And then we just start, look, we saved by the blood and then we start looking for some avenue God wants to pour His power in. So, and, and really, at, at the root of that, that's us in our pride trying to make a name for our own selves instead of continuing to exalt the name of Jesus through the work He carried out that allowed God to exalt Him and His name above all things. Come on somebody, I'm just having a good old time this morning and I hope you are too. Praise God for Jesus, hallelujah. He did the work. Any exaltation of God among men will be through our faith in what Christ did to be exalted at Calvary. If we get away from that, we're chewing up like we're just eating up the bread of deceit and if you eat the bread of deceit long enough, you'll lose a taste for the truth. And that's what we are about to talk about. I'm so glad the Lord gave that to me this morning because that's exactly what we're about to read here. Let's read it this morning as we're about to run out of time and we will dig in this coming Thursday morning. Watch now. Therefore, leaving the principles, and we will discuss these things Thursday morning, each one of them of the doctrine of Christ, for they are the teachings of Christ. They concern Christ. Not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works and of faith toward God and of the doctrine of baptisms and of laying on of hands and of resurrection of the dead and of eternal judgment. And this we will do, meaning we will go on, we will leave these things if God permits. And we'll talk about that. And then he says, because it's impossible for those who were once enlightened and have tasted 
of the heavenly gift and were made partakers of the Holy Ghost and have tasted the good word of God and the powers of the world to come if they shall fall away. <laughs> oh, my friend, don't dare listen to those folks that tell you you can't fall away because here in Galatians chapter 5, the whole book of Galatians teaches us about a church that can fall away and no longer be profited by Christ, affected by Christ, affected. If I reach a place that I can't be affected by Christ, that means my taste is now been moved from the truth to the taste of deceit. And I've begun to eat the wrong loaf of bread instead of that bread that came from heaven and was broken for me at Calvary. We need to think about these things. We're going to get into these things and we're going to discuss these things. And I believe the Lord's coming today. I'm looking for Him today. But if He doesn't come today and He doesn't come tomorrow or Wednesday, we'll be right here discussing these things in the light in which they were written. So I hope you join us every Monday and Thursday right here at 8.30 a.m. Central Time for our verse-by-verse -verse study of the book of Hebrews. God bless you. We love you. Thank you to all of you who are helping us get Bibles into the hands of the inmates. Seven expositor study Bibles a week we mail out. I do that on Monday morning. I get them all ready, read each letter, put, do all that work. It's a, it's, it's, it's a day's work at the office on Mondays for me, and I'm thankful for all of that good stuff the Lord's given us to do. And we're also uh, being stirred by the Lord to build a new facility this next April. We're hoping everything begins then, praying about it, seeking the Lord. So I ask for your help in that too. It's going to be far more than what we've uh, endeavored to uh, do here the first uh, next month be 16 years as a church and the Lord has uh, allowed us to be debt free. That doesn't mean that we don't have a lot to pay for, a lot to do, and it's going to even be more if the Lord tarries in the days ahead that we can have a place that kids and teenagers can come in the years to come and specifically learn the Word of God in its righteous context. And I can see great things in the days ahead if the Lord tarries. I hope He comes. But if He tarries, we will occupy this land with the word of God's righteousness and truth every day of our lives. And we praise God for that. If you want to donate to the ministry, you can do that at thecrosswaychurch.com or you can text the word GIVE to the number 903 231 5950. God bless you. I love you. I'll see you next time. But until then, stay determined to know absolutely nothing but Christ and Him crucified. God bless.